I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Lights. Camera. Action. It's the KSL Movie Show. I'm putting together a show, and I need a star. You want people to laugh at me? Well, they're laughing anyway, kids, so might as well get paid. With Doug Wright and Steve Sales, the week's big movie review, movie news, trivia, games, and prizes, all on the KSL Movie Show. Here's Doug Wright. Strength, fearless, climbing, speed, boomerang, smoldering intensity. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Okay, this is a monumental moment in KSL Radio recent history the movie show You're starting with hyperbole the mo- <laughs> when don't we start with hyperbole hmm. it's the movie show well, that's true and we're in ksl studios right now we're we're on home turf i've already been frisked twice we are i know <laughs> i know getting you through security that was something. was really something guy goes what are you doing here yeah i work here really? and they go sure you do <laughs> we don't let people like you in here that's right well the movie show is here. And why? Because our friends at Zero Res are going to be joining us via the internet. Ooh. Teams. So rather than being at Zero Res, where today Jake is not. <laughs> we <laughs> makes sense. We thought, yeah, he's out actually working. No. <laughs> and so we are here in the KSL studios. It's a monumental event. You know, they're planning big festivities you know, with tar buckets and pitchforks. I know all of the security has been heightened. Anyway, it's it's unusual. I mean, you, you come in and you you see the morning team, and you see folks in the newsroom, and we introduce ourselves to everybody. <laughs> exactly. Going, hi, remember me? I'm uh, what's his name? Hey, we ought probably ought to do the movie show preview. You ready for this? Sure. Okay, here we go. Movie show preview. The following preview has been rated G and is appropriate for all audiences. Coming up on today's movie show, the big movie review. And the preview is sponsored today by our friends at Call Climate Services. And the big movie is going to be Till. Boy, this is a rough movie. This this takes us back. This is in my lifetime, Steve. You know, it, it always kills me when I'm seeing these things that are so incredibly outrageous, violent, people acting like... You know, How about that sheriff in a little county down oh, there? Wasn't he a goodness. jewel? Oh, and 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 the the judge and everybody. You know, we've seen this over and over. We've seen it in Selma. We've seen it in Mississippi Burning. We've seen it in – and you go, how in the world could people have ever been like that? And this is 1955. I know. This wasn't know. like ancient history, you know, where it's know. all black and white. And I, I always remind myself of that. You know, Brown versus Board of Education, 1954, in my lifetime. The killing of Emmett Till. In my lifetime, 19, I was just a little tiny kid, but holy cow. So anyway, a powerful movie, but boy, it's a tough watch, and it's Till. Then we're going to be taking a look. You were telling me how good The Good Nurse is. The Good Nurse is a great film, as well as Call Jane. That was a last-minute ad. 
that's a great little movie with Sigourney Weaver and Elizabeth. And see, Banks. and I'm over there trying to watch the Sabin film yeah, called Paradise City. Heck, were you? Thinking? You know, and I thought, well, gosh, it has John Travolta in it, it has Bruce Willis in it, it has, and I thought, well, you know, Bruce, this is probably one of his last movies, if not the last, and it was first of all. The, the link that I had, it stopped at the same place about three or four times. Well, this never stopped you from oh, reviewing. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> the arc, though. I'm very concerned. You missed the arc. About the arc of the character and the whole story. But it was terrible. And since much of it happens in Hawaii, I'm sure that oh, the islanders no. over there are just they're, – they're either going to be so offended by this or they're going to sit back and just laugh their butts off huh. at this movie. So anyway, fortunately. Well, Wendell and Wild. What is that? It's a little animated uh, from the guy that did Coraline and Nightmare on Elm Street, yeah. but it features Jordan Peele and Keegan-Michael Key. Wow. And I'm hearing good things about Curse of Crom, the legend of Halloween. You know, it's not bad. And yeah, we I have, actually was surprised. We have some of the folks from yeah. the movie who yeah. will be joining us on the program today. Call Jane, you've already referred to, and then we'll talk about some streaming movies oh, as miss- well. Pray for the devil. Pray for the devil. And oh. it's pray like as in Scooby Snacks, you know, not... Actual, uh-huh. like, ah. Uh-huh. Like, prey. Yeah. Birds of prey. You are. Yes, that's the one. Yes, okay. All right. So what else are we going to do? I mentioned that we're going to have special guest Rob York, uh, the director of Curse of Crom, uh, the legend of uh, Halloween, plus actor Colin Cunningham. Some plays, people, they say Colin, but I don't he know. He plays the father. The father yeah. in the movie. And let's see, what else? Oh, of course, telephone torture. And I'm sure the flongs of our... KSL Associates will be lingering around the studio when we do the movie show Top Ten, just to bask in its wonderfulness. I believe that's when they have the fire drill. <laughs> that's right. Everybody exit the building. And let's see, what else have we got? Telephone torture, a whole lot more coming up. Ooh, we got a documentary on Louis Armstrong. We do. So good. This is the one that uh, is the streaming. Yeah, a little black and blue. Louis Armstrong. Oh, black and blue. Black and blue. So good. I love Louis Armstrong. Yeah. I, you know, some people call him Louis. Some people call him Louis. His wife, right in the mid-sentence, went Louis and Louis, so I think it's the same time. interchangeable. Kind of like Dog and Doug. Well, no, that's, that's dead on. That's dead on. So all of that is coming up on today's movie show here at KSL News Radio. It's so weird to be here in studios. We have actual clocks around us. You know, you us. used to work here. We I don't know monitors. why you're so freaked out. Well, I still, but pretty much on the television side when I'm in the studio. Oh, I see. Yes, uh-huh. big lights. Yes. By the way... Could yes. they get a brighter light on you during the debate? Oh, well, it what was, was that about? Well, it, I thought they were questioning you. I had just come back from the cruise, you know, being around all of the uh, the <laughs> the little lighthouses. So they just used a lighthouse light on me. Yeah, I had one friend like come up. Burning and go, your retinas? They, oh, it, it was brutal. It was I brutal. I thought, why are they? They go. They got regular good lights on the guys. But, yeah, I, I remember this guy has problems with his corneas. Let's just kill him with light. <laughs> Yeah, it was. Uh, it was too much, was it? Yeah, I thought it brought out my true glow and ambiance. Hmm. Yeah, I missed that. I missed the glow. One of these days, I saw the glare. The glare. <laughs> ah! It was kind of like Dracula being hit by that first ray of morning light. And now the big movie review. Doug and Steve tell you exactly what they think of the biggest release of the week. Okay, let's get a little uh, sound from a motion picture that is so worth seeing. But it's a tough watch, and I'm afraid that that's going to make it uh, a little tough to see it. You know, making tons and tons of money. But this is a movie 
you really ought to see, and it's called Till. You have the public's attention. We have an opportunity. I don't want my children to have to live in fear. We do the best we can. I was risking your life going to help all. Those pictures of your son change people's lives. You know, years ago, I, I got the book uh, called Till, and uh, I did interviews surrounding it with some of the people that had written it and those that were involved. And the story is so shocking. Here we have this 14-year-old boy who's being raised by a single mom up in Chicago. And remember, after Reconstruction and everything, a lot of you know black folks from down south, they went for job opportunities and so on to try to escape the kind of new prejudice and the new invisible chains that were on them. They moved to Chicago and other industrial areas. They lived in, moved to New York City and so on. So anyway, this, this kid, Emmett Till, has pretty good life with his mom. His grandma's there, grandpa's there, everything, extended family. But he's got the cousins down in Mississippi. He's 14 years old now. He's a little precocious. He's really into the, the sound of the day, you know, some of the Dizzy jazz Gillespie. and so on. Yeah, and, all, and he and his mom, you know, will, will kind of uh, listen to the music, even dance to the music. His mom is just, uh, you know, a, a gorgeous woman who's, you know, got a great job, one of the few women in this office of color who are working for the Air Force. And life's not bad for little Emmett Tull. But he does want to go down and see his cousins. His grandma thinks it's a good idea to go down and kind of see where we came from, get your roots and so on. And the cousins down there who are working in the cotton fields, you know, kind of sharecropping, working on other people's land, but taking a a portion of the the profits. And so, but the mother is so concerned. She's just kind of got a bad vibe and she keeps drilling him on it. It's kind of the thing that you even hear today where a family will tell their son or daughter of color, if you get pulled over by a police officer, it's hands on the steering wheel, do exactly what they say, do no sudden moves. You know, something that you and I wouldn't even consider. I know. that's, that's So a, the mother is just driving it into the kid, you know, that, boy, you know, you don't, don't get eye contact, everything else. And I like when she said, act small. Yeah, act small. And then we find out in testimony, too, during a trial later, she even said, if you have to, drop to your knees. You know, rather than take the wrath of what could happen. It's so startling, especially in this day and age. You know, you just go, oh, my goodness. But this was just 1955. 1955. But what I'm saying by today's standards, I mean, good grief. So anyway, the kid goes down there, and this is another really sobering moment. You know, you forget. Now, we should be a whole lot further along. But you forget how much progress we really have made. So everybody's on the train. It's just fine. It's just like kind of you'd expect it to be today. But all of a sudden, the conductor goes through the car and goes, okay, it's time for you folks to go to the back. Go to the back of the train. Go to your car. Everything's been, quote, unquote, normal to that point. But I don't know if it was the Mason-Dixon line. I don't know where it was. I don't know if it was a state line somewhere. You're in the South now. And so all of a sudden, all of the people of color just get up. And they go to the back. That was just a subtle moment in the movie that it, just kind of it just said, "You're like, whoa, you've entered a different world. Yeah. 
I thought it was a curtain dropping. It was, you know, it, it was really quite amazing. So anyway, he gets down there and he's having fun. But, you know, he's used to Chicago. He's used to the beat. He's, yeah, he's used a to city the, boy. He's a city boy. And so he's hanging out with his cousins. They've got him out working in the field. And some of it's even a little humorous. He's going, you do that. And the, the uncle or the cousin is just kind of laughing. Hey, you do this and we do this. But then he's about a week into his two-week vacation. And they go over to a little store that is primarily patronized by people of color. But it's owned by white folks. So he goes in, and they're all sitting out drinking Coca-Colas or whatever. But he goes in, and what a woman that he thinks is really pretty and is, uh, you know, just behind the counter, he goes, you look like a movie star. And she just looks, you know, kind of a taken back, but nothing too bad right now. And then he gets in his wallet and shows a picture of this movie star that he likes. And then he, t- he just – and she is just stunned. And, th- and then He's she just being sweet, though. He's just being a sweet boy trying to give this woman a compliment. And then he walks outside, and his cousins are really getting uptight. Then the woman comes to the door, and they all get uptight. Then he turns around and he gives her a wolf whistle, you know, the old – Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. The shock on their face. The shock on everybody's face. The rage on the woman's face as she turns on her heels and goes back in. And everybody. Actually, she went to the car to get her gun. Yeah, she did. That's right. That's right. And they said she's getting her gun. And they knew exactly what she was going to do. And they they put up no protest at all. They just pile in their cars. And they pull out. And sure enough, she's standing back there. She never takes a shot. And oh my goodness! So they're all lying low, and he's just going. Oh, it's been you know what? what Two or three is, days. It's no big deal, you know. And they go, oh no, it's it. They're going to ask around and everything else. They're going to ask who is the kid that, and somebody's going to tell. Well, somebody does. So one night, this is just days before the kid's going to go back home. Three, four, five days before he's going to go back home. These two white guys, the owner of the store, and somebody else, and three black men as well in two in a truck and i can't remember if the other vehicle was a truck or not they come to this little cabin door where emmett is staying with his cousins and they drag him out and the uncle gets up and goes please he's not from here does everything short of a physical effort to keep well him. they have a gun by the way and oh oh of course they do but so does he What's interesting, too. Yeah, and that's, that's a great moment later. It is a great moment. moment. Anyway, the long and short of it is they're trying to find him. They put out. The mother finds out. She is just in shambles. She makes arrangements to go down. And, oh, my goodness. But then they find the body. And it's not. This is a 14-year-old boy. They find the body. And it is mutilated. He's been shot in the head. It is horrific. Plus, he's been in the river for several days. And the mother decides, you know what? I want my boy home. And when he comes home, she is, the the mortician tries to brace her for it. And she just caresses him, looks at him from stem to to stern. And she decides she's going to do this open casket. And she's going to show the world exactly what has happened to this boy down in Mississippi. I'm looking at the clock. Let's take a break because this is such an important movie. When we come back, we'll wrap up kind of what happens, the trial and so on, and we'll give you our thoughts on the movie. And it's called Till. It's in theaters right now. So let's take a break and we'll come back with more of the movie show. 
We'll get part two of the review that's coming up here at KSL News Radio. The Movie Show. You don't want to be in the way when my laser goes off. Hey, a laser? How come you don't have a laser, Woody? It's not a laser. It's a, it's a little light bulb that blinks. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. If you just tuned in, we were talking about the movie called Till. It's about Emmett Till and a tragic, they call it a lynching, usually associate a lynching with a hanging or so on, but any kind of just violent death like it's it's categorized as as a lynching and what this poor 14 year old boy endured and there's a scene and i'm glad they didn't show it but you hear the sounds from the shed mm-hmm. and you just go what in the world are they doing to this poor that was kid? my biggest fear that they were gonna yeah exploit that. i mean they're they're tough enough scenes without having to endure that so the bottom line is is that it eventually goes to trial, which is really saying something. I mean, to actually put two white men on trial for the death of a black person under any circumstances is almost unheard of. This is Mississippi we're talking about. And so all of a sudden we have uh, the NAACP is is getting involved, and, and they're trying to be tactful. They go, you know, they recognize how horrific, but this is also an opportunity. It's an opportunity to maybe shock people. It's an opportunity to maybe take a stand. And the mother goes along with it, and she does it in such a brave way. And you really kind of wonder where the other members of the family, other members of the community are going to be on this. Anyway, these men are acquitted. They're, they're acquitted, and she knows they're going to be acquitted. And some of the little subtleties that you see, just the outrageousness that was just absolutely part of daily life, down there. And so anyway, the the good news is is that it really got the ball ball rolling. I mean, it was like the blasting cap for the box of dynamite for the civil rights, you know, in, in 1957 amazing things happened in the early 1960s, 64, 65 civil rights acts happened, many things happened and this was one of the catalysts for this. But boy, I'll tell you stay and read the aftermath because this is when it, when it talks about, you know, these two guys got off scot-free. And then years later, when Look Magazine approached them and offered them $4,000 for their story, they confessed. Wasn't even that many years later. Yeah, it was. Oh, Maybe yeah, a this, couple isn't, years. this isn't like 20 years later. Yeah, no. But they, they told their story and they said, yeah, and double jeopardy, of course. They, nobody could do anything to them, but they admitted it. And, oh, my goodness, and what ultimately unfolds here, I I guess this particularly touched me because when the book came out, I had the chance to interview people. I've been very aware of this story, and I was wondering how Hollywood would handle it. I think they did the movie masterfully. This is a four-star movie. It's really good. But, man, it's a tough watch. It is a tough watch, and it should be. Yeah, it should be. And I appreciate the fact that they didn't sugarcoat this. Um, Danielle Deadweiler plays the mom, uh, Mamie, and she – Probably, if she's not nominated for an Academy Award, I don't know yeah. who deserves it. And, plus, and I also think the uncle. The uncle was amazing. Maybe as a supporting character. And at one point, you know, they're, they're all going to have to move afterwards. They're making yeah. plans because if just the fact that they were involved in it in any way, shape, or form, they are in jeopardy. But if he actually testifies, which ultimately he does, they're done. Yeah. Oh, you got to get out of town. You, you got to get out of town. And also, I thought uh, Jalen, I think that's how you pronounce it, Jalen Hall, who played Emmett Till. I went up and, and looked at the book this morning before I got here, and, man, he's almost a dead ringer. Yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing. So what's the grade? 
Um, an A minus. A minus. Yeah. A minus. You know, there were a couple of places where I thought, are they getting a little overwrought here? And I thought, no. How do you get overwrought about this story? So I, I, I just couldn't find something to absolutely disagree with or be concerned about in the movie. So I, I gave it four full stars. Yeah, no, I, I get it. I, there were a couple of moments that I thought, um, I, I thought maybe they did push it a little bit. But boy, talk about the the excruciating pain of of grief is so brilliantly illustrated in yeah. this film. Oh, there were places of it. It broke my heart. And I mean, the detail and, you know, the, yeah. you know, the, it just, I think they did a masterful job. This is, this is one of those movies that comes along that is so profound and is so eye opening and it's life changing and it's so real that, you know, you just, you just can't help but kind of sit back and, uh, Wow. Uh, Till, this is a movie you really ought to see. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Till, how many screens is this on, Steve? Did you see a number? It's not on as many screens as the Stupid Devil movie that I know. actually is the only main movie that's opening this week, but I just couldn't do it. I said, pray for the devil or Till, are you nuts? Yeah, exactly. We've got to go Till. Exactly. Okay. Well, on that note, ladies and gentlemen, let's take a, a brief break here on the movie show. We'll come back with our movie news. It's 943. Steve and I have discovered NPS, and we have become true believers and underway right now at the store. I mean, Halloween is here. 50% off non-food Halloween items right now. They've got 50% off furniture, mattresses, mattress pads, rugs, doormats, you name it, beddings, linens, always 30 to 70% off, Steve, on brand new stuff. And the thing is, you can count on when you go in there is that it will be different. You walk yeah. in and there'll be new stuff. They get truckloads of stuff every day. And it's kind of exciting to go through and just find all the goodies that, that come your way. Tim was giving me a hard time. He goes, I'm sorry, Steve, where is the golf department? <laughs> exactly. But, you know, Steve did. He found, I mean, it's a lark. If you went back there now, you're not going to find a left-handed club like that. No. At no. half of off what you could find at anywhere else. Oh, it was less than that. Less than that. Yes. Wow. 150 retail, six weeks waiting period. And I got it for like 60 bucks. Boy, they have party supplies, office supplies, uh, copy paper. It just goes on and on and on. Four locations, and there's one in Orem. There's one in Layton. And then here in Salt Lake, it's kind of split. They have the more traditional store that's kind of like a, a drugstore, clothing store, you know, things like that, and groceries. Then across the street, this great big warehouse with sporting goods, home goods, you know, it's it's like kind of going in looking for tools and even industrial stuff. I ran into somebody that has been to the Layton store, and they say it is massive. Wow. We need to go up there and check it out. We do need to go up there. Check it out. NPS, what does it stand for? Well, to us, it stands for Nice Place to Save. Democrats in D.C. are desperate to elect deadbeat Evan McMullen. They don't care that he hasn't paid almost $700,000 in debt from his presidential campaign or even that he paid his own company millions from special interest donors to attack only Republicans. They just want to replace conservative Senator Mike Lee with a crooked politician that will back their liberal agenda. You may think that could never happen in Utah, but polls are tightening fast. Look for your ballot in the mail or vote in person November 8th. Mike Lee needs your support now more than ever. Content paid for by Liberty Channel. Pack. Progressive Snapshot can save you money based on how you drive and how much you drive. So the safer you drive, the more money you could save. Now, if you didn't hear that because you were yelling at another car while driving, let me say it again. 
you need to calm down. Yelling is just making everyone as stressed out as you are and letting them all know that you definitely aren't trying to save with Progressive Snapshot. <clears throat> and if you did hear it the first time because you weren't yelling at another car, nice work. You'd love Snapshot from Progressive because it rewards safe drivers. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California and North Carolina or from all agents. If you've been injured in an accident, call the good guys. Visit us at goodguyslegal.com. Good, 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 good guys. The Movie Show. You know, it's just occurred to me we really haven't had a completely successful test of this equipment. I blame myself. So do I. Well, no sense worrying about it now. Why worry? Each of us is wearing an unlicensed nuclear accelerator on his back. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. You know, you hear a line like that, and you remember why that was such a great movie. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, Bill Murray was amazing. Oh, the whole crew was amazing. I mean, everything about that movie was uh, just kind of magic. It really was. All right, it's time for a little movie news. This is Lowell Thomas speaking, flashing to you the news of the world. We return now to the KSL Newsreel. The biggest stories from the world of movies, cinema, and the star-studded glamour of Hollywood. Many of us have asked over the years, why doesn't DC kind of catch fire like Marvel has? And well, now, according to the Hollywood Reporter, uh, Warner Brothers Discovery has said it might be at the very, very top. So they have tapped director James Gunn to become the co-CEO of DC Studios, a new division of Warner Brothers. And uh, apparently, they, they you know really think that a new boss for the DC Studios, someone who will occupy, get this statement, occupy a Kevin Feige-like role. Yeah. Oh, yeah, try to recreate that. I mean, talk about lightning in a bottle there. But anyway, the appointment, by the way, will not unify every DC project at WB Discovery. Todd Phillips' Joker 2 will not be under gun, and the Batman universe may not go under gun. And However, all of the future projects will, so they're thinking, okay, let's start at the very, very top. But if they're looking for another Kevin Feige, good luck. Well, the th- interesting thing is they've made it a co-chairmanship. Yeah. Do you know the other guy, Peter yeah. Safran? Safran, yeah. He's a producer... So right. you got the filmmaker, and now you have the producer working together, hopefully. And producers, they just watch out for the budget anyway, or it's a glamour shot on the screen credits. So the real one is Gunn. Well, yeah, but the producers, they, they do a lot, too. I mean, they, they have their finger on the pulse Do you know there. some producers I don't? No, but they... <laughs> I think I'd rather be a producer sometimes because I yeah, because you don't the, have all the responsibilities of the director who actually true. crafts the film. Well, come on! Oh, come on! It's the director, <clears throat> mostly, sometimes ninety-eight percent. Oh, wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any yeah. producer out there? Uh-huh. Doug one eight hundred. Yeah, Doug one eight hundred. Anyway, uh, so the the initial response is okay. Wh- what is Kevin Feige going to say? Because he fired him. Yeah, he, he fired Gunn before. And then, you know, they thought, oh, shoot, we probably shouldn't have done that. Yeah, shouldn't have fired Gunn. Here's what he said. I'll be the first in line to see what he comes up with. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, he's also wonderful? not worried that he's also got two projects right now with Gunn, both yeah. dealing with uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. So they're, you know, they're hooked to the hip until May of next year. I'm interested to talk about Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special, oh. too. We'll we'll talk about that a little later. How Pig, I love this headline. I couldn't resist it because you know what Nicolas Cage fans we are in such pig. a bizarre way. How Pig became Nicolas Cage's cash cow. It <laughs> renewed interest in this actor. 
And because of that performance in 2021, the pig, he's had all kinds of opportunities, including, you know, the the where he plays Nick Cage. Yeah. But also Dracula in Universal's upcoming thriller Renfield. And apparently the actor was paid $7 million to lead massive talent, received close to $3 million for Renfield. Now, this isn't anywhere near what he used to make right. back in the day, but he's coming back. He's not working for, you know, a little over scale on and some the things. And the IRS. And the IRS. Yeah, that's right. So it's opened the studio doors, and uh, it's really kind of amazing. So that's kind of fun to see Nick Cage, you know, with come a, back. a new life. Yeah, he's got a Western coming out, too. Yep. So Henry Cavill, now that... I mean, this is yeah. the worst kept secret in the history of mankind. I know, and we don't want to give anything away on well, if you a don't know movie. Oh, oh yeah, I'll never forget though. Six months after, you know, the Sixth Sense, oh. Greg Rubel mentioned, "Oh, oh yeah, hey, he sees dead people." I, I, I do remember, that. and people went crazy. You ruined it for me. Well, this anyway, is six months after, if you haven't seen it, you're out of luck. Well, the word is he's maybe coming back as Superman. How about you that? think? Yeah. Uh huh. And he says he hopes that the script will get this, be enormously joyful. <laughs> and I go, dude, you're working for DC, although it is now under James Gunn. Yep. So perhaps he'll get his wish, and uh, you know, it won't be the sullen Superman we've seen the last few years. And we're hearing all kinds of things too, like you know, something maybe in the Flash coming up, all kinds of stuff. Okay, uh, let's see on this one. Now, let, let's hold that one for streaming news. Well, another thing, when they were asking Feige about what he thought about James Gunn, he said yeah. they also asked him about the X-Men. He said, yeah. are we close to getting X-Men into the Marvel Universe? He says, yes, we are getting close. But then he came out and said, by the way, Deadpool 3, which has you know Wolverine and right. Deadpool together. I'm looking forward to that because there have been slams all along on Wolverine. Oh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> they love picking on each other. Yeah. That's still two years away. I know. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, we're talking about 2024, 2020. We've even talked 2025. Well, Cameron's little list of avatars clear out to 2026. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, our movie news here at KSL News Radio. It is 9.58. The Movie Show. Oh, you are hard to look at. You look like the topographical map of Utah. Exactly. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Every time I hear that, I just think, man, I am in the mood for a Deadpool fix. But we're going to have to wait two years. (laughs) Crazy. Hey, we are really pleased to have uh, some special guests that are joining us here on the movie show today. And, uh, you know, our friend Michelle, Michelle Moore, uh, sent us uh, the link on this one. And the movie is called... And I love this, Curse of Crom, The Legend of Halloween. And we have the director, Rob York, who is joining us right now. Rob, welcome to the movie show. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. And also Colin Cunningham, uh, who has been in some amazing movies, and he's joining us. Plays the dad in this movie, is that right, Steve? Uh, I believe so. All right, Colin, welcome. Good to have you here. I'm now on the radio. Hey, awesome. hey. good morning, good morning, guys. <laughs> Going back morning. in time. Going back in time. Yes, you're on the. But but it is the movie show on the radio. Yeah. And as we yes. always mention to people, we hope your reputation survives this 
but we are very grateful that you join us on this rather dubious show. I'm going to turn it over to uh, director Rob York. First of all, you got to tell me a little bit about this movie, and you know I'm still catching up on it. Steve has seen it, but I understand you're really paying homage to some of the classic '80s movies and uh, and others out there. Uh, tell us a little bit how this movie came together. Uh, yeah, so I just wanted to make a movie that, you know, celebrated all things Halloween. I, I love Halloween. It's my favorite holiday. And um love the classic 80s movies that weren't afraid to traumatize kids. Um, <laughs> just wanted to make a, make a fun movie that was, um, you know, kind of a, a kid meant for family sort of thing, but actually scary. You know, when you think of those movies back then, you know, whether it was Poltergeist or The Goonies or even Gremlins, I mean, for I think sake. of Frighteners, for example. Frighteners. That was really edgy. You know, and I, I grew up in an era where they weren't afraid to, you know, traumatize kids. No. And I mean, look how great I turned out. Steve, we're still a little concerned about. But, you know, sometimes you just want to go, oh, come on. This is Halloween. Let us have a little fun. It's okay to be frightened every now and then. Well, yeah, I think kids can handle it. I think I think a lot of movies nowadays are just a little bit too too sanitized, too careful. And when I was a kid, I loved to get scared. Yeah, yeah, boy, no kidding. Watching I, Nightmare Theater. And I think that's like the that. first thing I noticed about this film. Is like, holy crap, these guys are serious. Yeah, Steve told me he said, you know, this is this is really scary in spots. And Colin, we got to talk about your role. Tell us about your character in the movie. Well, I'll tell you, it's uh, I'm I'm with you guys though. It was I think Bambi scared me. I was I, I needed therapy for a week after seeing that when I was yeah. a kid. But no, look the great the great thing about the Curse of Crom is uh, is what you're saying. It was it's nice to see somebody to try and bring back scary without stupid. So often you'll see movies now, and I don't know somebody's getting their eyeballs pulled out, or it's just it's just it's shock for the sake of shock. Yeah. But there's not a whole lot of craft. Uh, oftentimes, and it's so nice when you're able to work on a movie where, uh, where, where that is that is what they're going for. They're 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 trying to keep it intelligent, but yeah, keep it keep it scary. And somebody, you know, you you you'd, re- you'd reach for the leg of your girlfriend, you know, or your mom, or your best friend, or something, and yet you can all kind of partake in the the, the wonder of of the genre, you know, without uh, without things getting too crazy. So I, I'm I was just really really happy to be asked to participate in it for sure. You know, the other thing I liked about this movie was that it was based on this Irish, uh, you know, mythology. And I looked it up and I'm like, wow, this is real. Yeah. Can you explain how that came about? Yeah. So, I mean, again, I, I wanted to make a movie about Halloween, not just taking place during Halloween. And so we went and looked at all the, uh, you know, all the traditions that we have at Halloween now, like trick-or-treating and dressing up in costumes and that sort of thing, and found the... Uh, the origins of those tales, um, you know, from the Irish history and kind of brought them all together into one coherent story. Um, and then we had to get a, uh, a bad guy, obviously. And, uh, Crom Crock, as he's known, uh, was a perfect ancient Irish, uh, monster that just fit the story really good. You know, it's interesting. You mentioned the Irish mythology and so on. I think, and it wasn't a Halloween movie, although it's shown at Halloween quite often. It was Darby O'Gill and the little people. When the banshees (laughs) come, holy cow, when I was a kid, I went, ah! (laughs) Darby O'Gill and the little people. That's great. That is a wonderful film. God, that's something they should show for kids. That's a great film. You know, really, and it's scary. I mean, it's sweet and, you know, Sean Connery and everything else in it. And a lot of, you know, fun Irish type stuff. But man, when the when the banshee is screeching and coming with the coach and they're 
Oh, man. Yeah, that, that left an indelible impression on me. You know, the other character I really enjoyed was, um, I think her name was Stephanie. Uh, she kind of reminded me of that Geico commercial where the girl goes, why don't we get in the running car? Because she just kept saying obvious things. And everybody's like, uh, you know, you're an idiot. Leave us alone. That nice little yeah. ad of comedy really, I think, really helped that film. Yeah, we. I mean, we wanted it to be funny, and uh, I mean, all the all the actors brought their A game. It was super fun to work with them. Um, Tanner Gilman and Monica Moore Smith were both hilarious, and just brought a lot of fun to it. And I think that's what that's what helps um, make it a feel like a family movie. Is it's it's scary, but it's also just fun to watch. Yeah, you know, I really appreciated the term used a little earlier in our conversation. You know, the craft that goes into it. That that is so important with whatever the movie is. You know, whether it's it's supposed to be a scary movie or a love story, whatever it might be, an action film, just the craft of it makes all the difference. And you know when you mentioned well, the you mentioned the comedy in this one, you know, just just those little moments, you got to have that sets you up for even, you know, a, a wonderful scary moment too and it it, it it's just like savors it a little bit. Well, let's say yeah. if I might add, uh, this is Colin speaking here, but uh, add my two cents to it. Look, I, I've been extremely blessed uh, over the last 30 years. I've worked with some really exceptional filmmakers with budgets that go into ridiculous numbers to to a more a more modest micro budget kind of stuff. And I'll tell you what what Rob was able to bring to the table is is no different. Uh, than than anything I've seen uh, Spielberg on set or Kevin Costner or any of these guys they're they're crafting it they're trying to make it as good as they possibly can and you have budgetary problems and things go wrong and that and that's when the budget's a hundred million I mean Jaws was a, a an absolute nightmare to shoot they had no idea nothing was working. And so you really have to focus on the craft and just the passion of making the best possible movie you can under the circumstances. And sometimes a storm will come in and blow it away or it's rained out or, you know, your lead actor gets a flat tire on the way over. And you have to figure out how to work within extremely high pressure situations with very, very little money. And I really think that Rob knocked it out of the park. It was a it was a pleasure to work on it. Yeah. You've got to tell us about this uh, filming in Utah. Tell us some of the sites that we might recognize in the movie. Well, the whole thing was filmed uh, in the American Fork area down in Utah County. Um, and so, yeah, just it was it was super fun. Uh, I mean, you know, probably you might recognize some stuff on Main Street, but it was just a bunch of, you know, local neighborhood people that let us use their locations and yeah the community kind of rallied around it it was it was really fun oh that's great tell and us it's, a, it's a it's about time that the world be introduced to american fork so i say yay and although could. you changed the name to protect the innocent i noticed cavemen on the on the gym wall but the the name of the school was different so what's going on there well hey if american fork oh, has look. reached this status can eureka be far be behind here way behind <laughs> No, we, uh, yeah, we did film at American Fork High School. Uh, it's now known as Lakeside High School. Uh, but, yeah, I guess that might be the other place you would recognize. Yeah, sounds good. A hey, Curse of Crom, The Legend of Halloween. Tell us about the distribution on that and how people can see it. How widely distributed is the movie for this Halloween season? Uh, it's it's available right now on uh, Peacock TV, on Vudu, and Amazon Prime. All right. Sounds good. Yeah, and your monster, by the way, was was first rate. I There's a look- monster. Well, the crumb. The crumb. 
Yeah, he's. I thought at first I thought, should I be laughing right now? Oh no, apparently not. <laughs> it's not like the Kraken. Yeah, no, 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 the Crom. Yeah. Cool. Hey, you guys, what a pleasure to have you on the show. We wish you the very, very best with this movie, and we're looking forward to what else you uh, have coming up. Do you have anything uh, that is on the horizon you'd like to tell us about, both of you? Rob, um, well, I've, got a, I've got a few projects that are coming up that I can't really say much about. Um, Colin's got some cool stuff, though. I've, oh. I've, I've been. This has been a wonderful year. From working with Rob, I'm also got a film coming out this year called He Never Left, uh, directed by James Morris. And I'm working with Kevin Costner right now, out in Moab, doing Horizon. Oh, and wow. I'm also uh, playing uh, the ghost of Jacob Marley at the Hale for this year's uh, Christmas Carol. So come on out. Oh, the wonderful. Uh, you know, we, I, I, I have been to so many of those presentations, and we're going again this year. You know, I, I don't know uh, what the total number of years Sally told me one day, how many that they had actually done. But, I mean, I saw it once, the Old South Salt Lake location. It shows you how oh, far wow. back wow. I go. And then in the West Valley location quite a, quite a few times. I love that presentation and on that new well, stage. Well, I'll tell you, I don't, I don't know which, I don't know which uh, was, somebody did a survey, but it was like the five top things in America to do traditionally at Christmas time. Yeah. Rockefeller yeah. Center and the, and the Rockettes, but it was also to see a Christmas carol at, at, uh, at, at the Hale. So I, I'm proud to be a part of it. I really hey, am. It is so good to talk to you guys, and uh, we look forward to whatever you're doing next. Keep us in the loop, okay? Thank you so much, guys. Thanks for the support. Hey, thank you, director Rob York with us and actor Colin Cunningham, who stars in this movie. And I, you know, I was going to try to milk him for more information on Kevin's production down in Moab, but I I thought that would be tempting. We're far too nice. There's no way he's going to say There's no way he can say anything on that. So anyway, let's take the movie show. I am wondering, why are you here? I'm looking for someone. Looking? Found someone you have, I would say. <laughs> On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Okay, Stephen, we're looking at the what is it called? The Good Nurse. I know it's. See, this is terrible. We have to actually turn our own microphones off here. This is more challenging than I expected. I know. You know, <laughs> things are always challenging for the movie show. Here's some sound from The Good Nurse. He's been at nine hospitals. Nine. What do you mean? No, the hospital would have done something. You would think so. so. Yeah. Do you remember working with someone named Charlie Cullen? Yeah. There was a rumor about him. They found insulin in a dead guy's sailing bag. He's been killing people without ever touching them. Ooh, that's spooky. Boy, this is a good little movie. Um, it's uh, it's uh, Jessica Chastain plays um, Amy. She's such a sweetheart, but she works at a hospital. Um, she hasn't been there long enough to actually get the insurance that she needs. She's got a heart issue. And so along comes Eddie Redmayne's character, Charlie Cullen, who is so sweet. He goes, look, when can you, when will you be eligible for maybe a heart, uh, you know, a transplant or, you know, major surgery? And she says, it won't be for another four months. He goes, I will help you through this. I'll get you whatever you need. We'll take care of you. And he was, couldn't be sweeter. Like comes to the house, has dinner, you know, the kids, yeah. reads to them, all this stuff. Um, but then these these accusations start popping up, and uh, the hospital's like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. And there's two de- two uh, detectives that are assigned to this case, and they don't want to let go of this thing because they realize that something's up. Everywhere this guy goes, code blues go up for some strange reason. Oh wow! Yeah. And what? How is he? Is he doing something to these people? And how is he choosing them? 
And why is he doing it? Eddie Redmayne plays the creepiest, coolest nurse guy. You think, oh, what a sweetheart. But underneath, you can just, you know that there's something coming. And boy, when they finally put the screws to him and ask him, you know, what did you, that moment in this movie is absolutely chilling. Wow. And Jessica Chastain is magnificent. This is a great little film. Only on Netflix again. Really, this should have been in theaters. Should have been in theaters, especially at this time of year. Oh, I mean, it, duh. And this is based on a true story. And when you get to the end, like we referred to in the Till yeah. movie, how the they explain things at the end, you're not going to believe the numbers that maybe this guy was involved in. It is absolutely wow. horrifying. And this is based on a true story. Eddie Redmayne is truly a gem. He is. You think of his range and yeah. the characters that he has played, male and female. Oh, I mean, oh my goodness, the guy's talent is incredible. Wait till you see this. The okay. Good Nurse on Netflix. Only B- on Netflix. B+. Plus. Wow, B+. Plus. Okay. Oh, amazing. All right. Well, there you have it. We're going to take a brief break here at the bottom of the hour, but much more to come. We'll do a little streaming news coming up, talk about some of the cool things. And uh, unfortunately, some of the cool things that are streaming should have been in theaters, but... Yeah. We shan't whine about that anymore. And plus, telephone torture. We're going to tell you about a special event that's coming up with the Megaplex Theaters and the movie show, too. That's coming up. So fabulous prizes worth up to dollars. And, of course, the movie show Top Ten. Think how long it's been since the movie show Top Ten has reverberated through the hallowed halls of KSL. Have to remodel again. They'll have, yeah, ceiling tile falls down, everything. All right, it's the bottom of the hour. We'll take a break. Back with more of The Movie Show. The Movie Show. You'll soon find out that some wizarding families are better than others, Potter. You don't want to go making friends with the wrong sort. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Well, if you've walked into your home and you're seeing all those traffic patterns from the summer months, pets, Cats, dogs, kids, you walking in and out of the house, and you're noticing it's time to have your carpets cleaned. Well, odds are you're past time, but you've noticed it. It's time for you to call Zero Res. And, you know, do you ever walk in and you go, this person might have just called us at the perfect time rather than waited too long. You know, the last time we had you guys clean the carpets, Jake, there was one little bio spot, which means <laughs> our dog had an accident. And it was really tough to get out. It had just been there too long. And it was in a place in our home where we don't often go. Mm-hmm. And man, it was a real challenge. Do you ever find that, man, this person called us at the perfect time? Or are most of us a little tardy? <laughs> that is a challenging question. Um, it really just depends because there are areas of our home that are much higher traffic. And then there, there are spots and stains that, that tend to just happen. Um, you know, for me, it's probably, it's probably pretty average, you know, that you, you, you definitely have uh, a group of customers that are regular. They clean every single year, some that clean every six months because they've got pets and kids and different things. Uh, but then, then you get the few that are out there, right. That, that are definitely the most challenging jobs. And it's been, you know, they've been in their home for 20 years. It's the same carpet they installed and it's never been cleaned. And coming in and bringing a 20 year old carpet that's never been cleaned back to life on the first try yeah. is extreme, is extremely, extremely challenging. You and know, we, so, 
We've talked often about extending the life. If somebody, you know, you just take your average carpet, and if you do clean it regularly, how many more years, you know, with reasonable use, how many more years can you get out of it? Man, you can you can get so much life out of carpet. Um, really, you can. I, I, honestly, I would say, you know, as, as long as you'd like, as long as you can live with, um, you know, how the carpet is looking. But the reality is, you know, 20, 30 years is, is really what you're going to get out of an investment like that. So when you think about how much you spend on carpet, it's a lot, but you can get a lot out of it if you treat the carpet and maintain it right. Yeah. Um, and that's going to be the big factor. You've regularly cleaned the carpet we have in, I, I call it our new home. It'll be seven years this January that we've lived in there. And it's amazing with the regular cleaning we've had from Zero Res, I'm not noticing anywhere and tear. You know, I, I notice occasionally that there's a spot that gets traffic, but after we have you guys clean the carpets, it, it just makes all the difference. Let's talk about the deal you've got for us right now. I love this, helping out the food bank and helping out your home as well. Yeah, so we're doing a uh, fourth room for free if you make a food donation, and we're doing uh, 20% off of air ducts. 20% off the air ducts and a fourth room of carpeting clean for free. It sounds like kind of a magic combination. You probably ought to do both. <laughs> I would agree wholeheartedly. <laughs> Somehow I thought you might. And all people have to do is give you a call. You can do it old school, call, uh, you know, tr- uh, what is it, 2A? <laughs> 288-Z-E-R-O. Just went brain dead there for a second. And then you can also go online at ZeroResSaltLake.com and ZeroResDavisWeber.com and make your appointment, right? That's correct. Okay. Jake, we'll check in with you again in just a few minutes, okay? Appreciate it. All right. This is the time to call the people at ZeroRes. Okay, Stephen, Mm. I think it's time. Uh, Oh, no, no, no. And now... Ladies and gentlemen, doing the Renfield. It is. Oh, different music. Nice. Oh, I love doing this. The movie show, top ten. What are you blaming you, Alex? Yeah, that's right. It's your fault. Listen to them, no. the no. children of the night. What music they make, huh? Definitely not going to your house for help. Okay. <laughs> Movie show top 10, sponsored by the people at Call Climate Services. All right. I'm looking. News is 90 seconds away, so we got to do this. Okay. Triangle of Sadness. What the heck is that? It's a below-deck movie. With, okay. You know, your wife's going to love this. Yeah. Super yacht. Even she's getting tired of and below deck. And all the deck. crazy people. Amsterdam, a much better movie than the $14 million it has made. Don't worry, darling. What a disappointment. Yeah, I know. That's yeah. but it's made eighty four million worldwide. So. Boy, with the cast on that, Terrifier two is the number seven movie out there. Well, if you like being scared, yeah. yeah. The Woman King. I'm so glad I saw this, and to tell you the truth, I wasn't that excited about seeing it, but I saw it. It is a really good movie. It's a great film. Lyle Lyle Crocodile. I love it every time I see my little grandson. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, I go, what did Lyle barf up? And he goes, a cat. <laughs> 
He loves that. You guys have a weird relationship. Lyle, Lyle Crocodile, yeah. Grandma, Grandma doesn't quite appreciate the humor in that. Uh, number four is Halloween Ends. Gosh, this has made $55 million. And yeah, but it's crashed since, I mean, it dropped way off after these new movies came out. Smile has made about $85 million domestically. Another 82 foreign. Smile is a huge hit, 169 Ticket to, Ticket to Paradise. I still need to cash in on this and watch it. Oh, it's fine. Yeah, You'll, D saw it and, and liked it. Yeah, it's yeah. an adorable little film. And Black Adam, we're all just still scratching our heads trying to figure this out. They said it would be a win around $60 million. It made 67 the opening uh, weekend, so Yeah, it's bad. up to 80 now, domestic, 76 foreign, 156. So, yeah, it's a it's a certifiable hit. But. I really appreciate Don Brinkerhoff joining us last week to try to explain that all to us. It helped a little bit, but I'm still so confused. Yeah, there's a lot to, to learn there's, about. There's a lot to learn about Black Adam. And the DC universe, and his friends, and his his friends. Okay, look well, a lot I'm, like the Marvel people. Big thanks to Call Climate Services. Boy, give them a call. This is the time of year you need to make sure that uh, furnace of yours is in tip top shape. Call Climate Services up in Centerville. It is eleven o'clock. This is KSL FM Midvale, KSL AM Salt Lake City. It's the official quirky pick of the week on the KSL Movie Show. Okay, D. When's the last time you were actually in the KSL studio in master control and hanging out? Seriously? I think it was your retirement. Really? Maybe not. Maybe one time in between then. That's four years ago. Yeah, I don't know, but it's a different configuration, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Every week. Well, after I left, they had to, you know, kind (laughs) of fumigate. fumigate. (laughs) (laughs) They, They rebuilt the place and, you know, so here we are. Well, I'm glad I could be back for my last appearance on the Today Show. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Dee yeah, was, was on the Today Show. Dee was Al. my one fan. Yeah. and he took a picture of he me. He took a well, picture. I of just it. on a whim, I thought, well, I'll just watch the eight thirty hour. See, oh, well, there she is. <laughs> I, know. I froze the picture, backed it up. Yeah. That was fun to see that. Yes, and you know they came out and worked the audience at eight thirty. We were there earlier, just the crack of dawn, and they kept thanking us, thanking us, thanking us, because there aren't as many people at the Today Show as you might think. There yeah. were probably forty of us there. Kept moving us around, bunching us up. <laughs> Yeah. So it looked like there were more people, but then when the when the stars come out, they really worked the audience. They came into every segment, every area that seemed to be interested in being with them and having their picture taken. Yeah. So my picture was taken with Al. With that, Al, that that was my that was my day on the Very Today cool. Show. Yeah. yeah, no, that was that was cool. You know, the Today was that Show was fun doing it though. It I mean, was fun. I I mean, I like experiences like that. I like to watch the tech set up. You know, how many cameras are they shooting with? Yeah. How are they how are they moving them around? Then you can see in the window and and um yeah yeah. Oh, it was so pretty. It had on such a lovely outfit. And, what do they call it now? Studio A. You know, when they're down on on the when, street because it used to be way up in the tower. No, they're and, down on the street. Now yeah, it's, exactly. It's fun. They, they I think really, that's fun the way they brought that to life. It was that fun way. to see it. You know, especially the people that were there were excited with their signs, and yeah, it was a fun experience. I told you, if you made a sign, you're going to get. I it. should have made a sign. Next time, I'll make a sign. What well, would it have said? Yeah, it would have said Big Eight. Or, no, what do we got? How Big many parks? Eight? How many parks do we have? Big Six? Big the Five? Mighty, mighty Five. five. <laughs> <laughs> Right, did okay, I? <laughs> well, it's to, oh, look at the time. It's time to You're talk gonna make about a sign your, promoting the national your, parks. And well, no. I mean, that's all I could think. Oh. You know, right, there right there are the those moment. in the state of Utah now that are going, that might have backfired on us. We have so many people now you can't even get true. in. Good point. Yeah. So. I should have I should have had a sign that Just said say, the movie show. Don't, yeah. The movie Listen, show. To the movie Listen to the movie show. On KSL Next News time, Radio. I'm going to do it again. Next time I'll do, I'll do that. Sure I'll you will. Were the plays great? 
Oh, the plays were fabulous. Yeah, the plays were great. And, you know, all the plays I saw, I went on this tour group, and the main part of the tour, the invitation was to see Hugh Jackman yeah. and Sutton Foster and the Music Man. So movie tie-in, right? right. All, the, all the plays I saw, then we got to pick two other plays. All the plays I've saw, I saw have been movies. And I thought I had seen Music Man so many times that that would be my last choice of a play I wanted to see. And it was magical. It was just magical with Hugh Jackman and Sutton Foster. They were amazing. Fabulous dancers, the energy, the production. It was it was wonderful. And then we chose the uh, funny girl because Leah Michelle oh, really? had been moved into that role. From Glee, yeah. From Glee. And, you know, she's such a, such a Barbara Streisand-esque type of talent. Yeah. Who knew Thursday night was the night that Oh, she God. always takes off. And so, oh, no. so after we chose the funny girl to see Leah Michelle, we did not see Leah Michelle. Uh. But the gal we saw whose name I'm I'm not gonna be able to pull up, she's well known on Broadway. And had we not signed up to see Leah Michelle, I mean, she was amazing. She was fabulous and so worth it. And then we saw we saw um Chicago I and I will tell you it was wonderful, but the movie, which was what I, the only thing I'd ever seen was better. Oh. The dancing was better. I mean, Catherine Zeta-Jones and even Renee Zellweger, who's not and really Richard a dancer. Gere. Richard, Richard Gere, Gere was better. The movie, this is, I don't know if this ever happens, but uh, the movie Chicago was better than the stage play. That's because the director was a huge Broadway guy. So um, oh, he yeah. knew what he was doing. Yeah, it was really, really good. So, yeah. So I those had, are I, your quirky picks. No, my quirky. Go back to New York and see. <laughs> <laughs> my quirky pick, if I have time to tell you, is because I've been asked so much about it by by people, women mostly, that Thrones. I know. Ticket to Paradise. Ticket to Paradise. People have oh, really yeah. been asking me about that. Do they ask you guys about it, or do they just ask me because of... Because um, of who you are. Uh, no, because I'm a couple a people girl. ask me, is it worth seeing? I'm like, absolutely. Yeah, that's what I said. I said, it's, they go, is it, is it cute, or will I be disappointed? I said, no, it's cute. You'll like it. It's strong cast. But, but the surprise one for me was Billy Lord. Oh, yeah. Now, Doug hasn't seen it yet, but Billy Lord is Carrie Fisher's daughter. Right, right. And she's been an aspiring a- actress, you know, throughout her life. I thought she was a, a, a wonderful surprise. Well, her deadpan comedy. Yeah, her deadpan. Exactly. That's a good way to put it. She was the sidekick to the lead gal who was uh, Caitlin Deaver. Somebody yeah, Caitlin like that. Deaver. Yeah. 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 And it was, you know, just a cute story about a gal who goes to, it wasn't Bali. Where was it? She was in Indonesia it, someplace or something. Well, they were in Bali. They were supposed to be in Bali, but... They filmed it in Australia. Oh, so it was supposed to be in Bali. And she meets up with a local guy who's a seaweed farmer. And the parents freak out. I mean, she just got her law degree, and she's wanting to marry this guy and live on a seaweed farm. That's the plot, right? This is one of those cases. Everybody that has seen it has liked it so much better than I thought I would based on the trailer. I thought the trailer was really poor. Well, actually, I thought some of the... The comedic gags were a little silly. I thought that they were a little heavy-handed with the supposed hatred between Julia Roberts and George Clooney. Yeah. I thought, you know, come on, grow up. The, you know? They're sniping on yeah, the airplane. The, yeah, the, yeah it was kind of, but, but at the end, I liked the ending. The ending was not as predictable as you might think. And overall, yeah, I would recommend it. If, if you're looking for a rom-com, go see it, right? Well, okay. super thoughtful, too. I just yeah. thought their whole yeah. idea of what love really is and, and how you should just... You know, let go. Just have yeah. some fun. And, and you know, and just, yeah. Exactly. Trust your kids to do the right thing. Yeah, take it to paradise. Yeah, so I really Doug, have not I been would like to go see it, it with you. I just haven't had the opportunity yet. So. Well, Douglas, yeah. 
Because I've been traveling. Well, and Doug is a pretty good sport rom-com guy, too. Oh, I like he, do, he doesn't push back from yeah. him. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway. All right. So that's my story. That's a good quirky pick. Yeah. Okay. And for those traveling to New York, Hugh Jackman is well worth it. And Yeah, but you probably can't to... see him. It's sold out and it ends on January 1st. And they are not replacing the cast. I mean, they put that cast in place, put that show in and place, they're and they're done. They're done. Yeah. Wow. So kind of just a revival moment. Yeah, exactly. And then Wonderful. he can go off and do Wolverine again. Exactly. And, well, yeah. he's got to do the new Deadpool movie. And anything and else he be, wants to he'll, do. He'll be right? Wolverine in that. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Okay. See you later. Hey, thank you for uh, by the way. My mom by. used to say, "That's my story, and I'm sticking to it." Yeah. Exactly. Did you bring treats? You know what? I almost, I did think about it. I didn't almost do it, but I did think about it. Does that count? Well, you know, we have been deprived of treats <laughs> quite a bit. You know, since Wait. the baker who shall not be named used to True. make regular stops. I, I think mean, people are trying to tell us. Something. I think you're going to be okay. I mean, I don't. I'm not making any <laughs> statements here on you guys, but I think you'll. I think you'll survive. Maybe you'll find some morsel at home. <laughs> what she's saying is we could both live off the fat for some time, no, I think, is I what she was saying. I would never say that, but it might be healthier for you to push back a little. Okay, look at the time. <laughs> I don't it think is, that was any better, to I be know, that was not any better. Let's go. It's 11.14 here at KSL News Radio. Brief break, and we'll come right back with more of The Movie Show. The Movie Show. Yes, Greedo. As a matter of fact, I was just going to see your boss. Tell Java that I've got his money. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. By the way, yes. They played that music. Tales of the Jedi just started on Disney Plus on Wednesday, I believe. I saw all the episodes. They're little animated 20 minute shorts. Yeah. But they fill in some gaps about, you know, Ahsoka, the lady with the weird thing. And there's like a Lady Yoda. It almost looked like Bugs Bunny in drag. It was so bizarre. (laughs) Lady Yoga. There's Lady Yoda. Yoda. There's a Lady Yoda. Yoda, And then you find out what Dooku is all about. And so it kind of gets in the weeds a little bit. You kind of have to be a, a, a fan of, oh, what? Yeah. Oh, Andy's out there just shaking his head. Lady going, Yoda looks like to these Bugs idiots. Bunny. Duh. Drag. Okay. All right. He's Meanwhile, shaking his head. He's back of the ranch. Zero res. Uh, we're just so glad to have them on board on the program today. Jake's joining us via the internet machine, and uh, we're we're talking about <laughs> the magic, some, the magic internet thing. <laughs> What are you laughing I'm, well, at? Well, I'm just glad that we don't have to explain what that is. Yeah, we don't have any like, clue, have no but idea. it works, so that, that counts. Jake, all right, this is the time for people to get their carpets cleaned, right? And in November, you've got great ways to get an extra room cleaned for free. Yes, it is definitely the season. Um, we've got people coming to visit at our homes, and it is, uh, you know, it, it's one of those things where, again, we talked about it. It's tough to know what's down in your carpet and getting that investment to last longer. The best thing to do, Doug, one of the things that you mentioned earlier that I want to explain that it's super crucial is you you said that sometimes you start to have that, that typical wear that happens. And a lot of people don't realize that you can actually reduce the wear that happens on your carpet because it's not necessarily happening, happening because you're walking on it. It's happening because there's dirt and debris that are down in your carpet. And as you walk on it, it's it's scratching those fibers and it's allowing those fibers to be scratched and they don't reflect the light nearly as well. So if you regularly clean and vacuum your carpet, it's actually going to get that wear and tear 
to reduce as well, because then the walking that you do on it isn't going to scratch it because of all the stuff that's down in your car. But that's where the wear comes from, not necessarily the actual walking on it that we do. You know, it's interesting because, you know, in our old home, and you did a lot of work for us up there as well, but we had a sandbox in the backyard that every kid in the neighborhood used, and certainly most of the kids would come into our home. And there were times when I could actually see the sand down in our carpets. And there's a reason sandblasting just knocks everything oh, off. Right and that's up. what it's doing down in, in your carpets. You know, the dirt fibers the, the or the dirt particles and the different things like that. Sand, it's all, it's all just wheedling away your carpets. That's exactly right. And then, you know, you have the, the way that we clean, where we're not going to use any of the soaps or detergents um, and, and, you know, create the sticky residues that after it dries, it feels crunchy and then it gets dirtier faster. We've solved that with our technology and with our patents, with our, with our zero res water and the way that we clean the carpet. You know, when we were talking a little earlier, you talked about the area in, in the back of the shop, you know, where you get things ready and you used a, a great term. You said where we make our water. This is a real unique system you've got. This isn't, uh, with, this isn't just hooking onto somebody's outside hose bib and cleaning carpets. You've got something very different and very unique. Yes, we use our zero res water where we create uh, a essentially a cleaner without using soaps or detergents. We've got regular tap water that we soften and we run it through a process of electrolysis. So we use electricity to raise the pH and then it acts just like a soap and, and it cleans the carpet without those soil attracting residues. Boy, it really is time to call the people at zero res. Nobody can, nobody will clean your carpets the way Zero Res does, and we have just relied on them for now decades. We, we just love the work that Zero Res does in our home. So how do we contact you, Jake? You give us a call at 801-288-9376, or you can reach us at Zero Res Salt Lake or Zero Res Davis And don't forget, right now, 20% off the air duct cleaning and when you uh, make the donation, whatever the donation may be, sacks of food or a can or two of food, they will clean the fourth room of your carpeting for free. All right, Stephen, we need to look at a movie. I know you've talked about Call Jane. Should we do that here? Yes, please. Okay, here we go. Hello, this is Jane. How does it work? We help women. We don't ask questions. It's all there. Which one of you is Jane? We're all Jane. I got a girl waiting not far from you. One-time deal, drop her off, never hear from us again. No, I... Oh, okay, what's this? Uh, the Jane Collective uh, was established back in the late 60s, and it was for women who were in need of abortions and couldn't get them because it was illegal back then. And I thought, well, that's kind of reflective of where we're headed now. But in the, it's like, I mean, there were medical issues, 12-year-olds being raped. I mean, it's just, and these women, it was funny because Elizabeth Banks, she called, she's very... In the beginning of the movie, she's very religious, but she has a medical issue that if she um, finishes this pregnancy, she could die. And so she decides, and everyone else says, no, no, no. And she goes to this, she calls the number, and it's, she says, which one of you are Jane? She goes, well, none of us are really, we're all Jane. Yeah. Basically, it's just, we're here to help you in any way, shape, or form. And the movie is about this group that helps these women through these issues, and it sticks with, I, I really appreciate it, it sticks with the medical and the health issues 
that come with, a, you know, an unwanted a, a pregnancy. And it stays away from the politics. I mean, yeah. I know it's a very touchy subject right now, but it just was so interesting that they, the empathy that these women had for each other in trying to help each other. Sigourney Weaver is the kind of the lead lady here, and she's tough as nails. You know, this is how we have to do it. And at, at one point, they find out that the guy that's been doing the procedures isn't even a real doctor. Oh, wow. And yet, so they learn how to do it, and they 12,000 procedures and never lost a single woman. Is this one of those movies at the end? It, it kind of gives it, the real it, story on the it screen. It does, yeah. it, and it. But it's um, it's uh, empathy is the word that I was looking for. People, and you know, we make decisions about this topic all the time, and yet there's just saying, look, here's the story of these individuals. This is what happened to them, and this is how we help them. And they left it at that. So I appreciated that, and I thought this was a very good film. Uh, it's called Called Jane, and it is. Um, in limited release, let's see. Well, it's playing at the Megaplex Theater. I know that for sure. And okay. I think it's also playing at the Broadway. So Okay, so if you check around, you should be able to see it. Yeah, and it's simply called Call Jane. On the big screen. I gave it a B plus, and uh, I think it's rated R. Yes, it is yeah, rated so R. So Sigourney Weaver and Elizabeth Banks. Yeah. and Wow, that's quite a cast. Yeah, it's a, it's a good cast. Okay, all right, and it's called Call Jane. How about if we also, we've got a couple of minutes here, two and a half minutes or so. I got one that we I didn't get the chance to see, but it looked really funny. What is it? It's called Run, Sweetheart, Run. And they say, oh, you'll be able to see it on Thursday. Well, it didn't go on until like 6 o'clock that night. Right. And I thought, I've already seen Devil movie. Right. Uh, but this is about a woman who goes on a blind date set up by her boss, and it turns out to be the devil. Oh, really? Yeah. And it I, I don't know if it's supposed to be funny. Yeah. And I mean, talk about the worst blind date ever. You go on and you're like, wait a minute, what? Who, who is this? Is this really the devil? Yeah, well, I guess. I mean, so is, is he on the, the internet? How did she hook up this date? Oh, it was through her boss. And I don't know if he's yeah, trying to get boss. back at her or oh, whether he didn't know. Uh, it's that Clark guy that uh, is the uh, in the uh, uh, Avengers movies. He's the agent. Oh, yeah, yeah, agent yeah. Agent Coulson or whatever his name is. Right, right. Yeah, it's, she's the bo- uh, he's the boss and sets her up with this guy, and they go on a date. And uh, it, it, How does she find out that he's the devil? Well, I don't know. I, I'm, I actually am going to have to watch it now. It's on Prime Video, and I thought, well, you know. I, I, yeah. At first I thought, I don't want to see another, ew, you know, exorcism movie. Yeah. The, the devil, the pray for the devil does plenty of that. But So I said, I, I can't do it. But then I watched the trailer and thought, oh. Well, this might be funny. Okay. So who knows? Who knows? It might be horrifying. And this in theaters? Uh, no, this one's on Prime Video. On Prime Video. Yeah. Okay. Well, hey, I've got to give you a little heads up on uh, the <laughs> telephone torture because we've teamed up with the uh, folks at the Megaplex Theaters. Hmm. And there is a doubleheader movie show coming up on Thursday night the 10th. Right. We are going to be at the Megaplex Theaters. They have Black Panther double feature, and the tickets are on sale right now. That's on Thursday, November 10th, and the event starts at noon exclusively at LHM Megaplex Theaters at Jordan Commons in Sandy and the luxury uh, Dolby Atmos. The original film Black Panther will show, and then there will be the uh, intermission, and then we will hear see the new one. So I have from six to nine. Is that not right? Well, I don't know. I have what uh, you handed me here. So I think it's see. an evening thing. But yeah, is is it? Well, what? 
What the heck? Was Maybe I there's seeing more here? stuff going on earlier during uh, the day. I'm not sure. Tickets on sale now. Event starts at noon. Oh. Well, you know, we might have. Will you call Jeff the Whipple? And uh, yeah, let's call Jeff the Whipple, and we'll get the lowdown okay. on this because we have some conflicting facts here, and it's probably just because we're not explaining it very well. But the bottom line is, the movie show is going to be there that night, right? From six to six nine, to nine, right? Six to nine o'clock, and uh, then we'll have the traditional movie show on the Friday morning. And by the way, the word is this is word. going to be this is a good movie. They've they've handled the Chadwick Boseman thing perfectly. Yeah. Good. I I hope so. Yeah. Because, wow, what a movie that was. Okay, on that note, so I can still say, barely, it's 1130 here at KSL News Radio. We'll be right back with more of The Movie Show. Break. The Movie Show. You could just write your own roles, you know, write something that's as interesting as you are. What are you going to do? I have my own club. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Tis The Movie Show coming to you from Broadcast House. Boy, we haven't said that for. A while, but we do have Zero Res on board with us today, and Jake is joining us. And Jake, we're moving into the final half hour of the movie show, and I want to make sure people really understand what we've got for them right now, because a great, great deal on the air duct cleaning that we've uh, we've talked about a lot. That's really important for keeping the entire house clean, including your carpets, good for health and everything else, and then. If you throw in a, a, a can of tuna fish or something, or you know, non, some non-perishable, non-perishable food item, some people do bag after bag because they just feel generous. But you throw in an extra room of carpeting clean for free. That's right, and you can look up what the you know Steve said non-perishable. You can look up on Utah Food Bank like what is an acceptable donation. Um, but again, we've had we've had people literally clean out like the old section of their pantry and send us packing with boxes of food, um, which is so, so generous. But in return, we are going to offer a fourth room of carpet cleaned for free. You know, we've talked about how important it is to clean your carpets and clean them regularly. And you guys do so much more. The personal care that you put into it is what I really appreciate. When your folks show up at our door, we're comfortable having that individual. I've had so many great technicians over the years, and the the way you protect the home with the corner guards, booties, I mean the whole deal. When these folks come in to clean your carpets, they are doing everything humanly possible to keep it as clean as possible, going in and out and the lasting job because of the techniques, because of the patented equipment and the water you use and everything else, your carpet stays cleaner longer. You know, that's we, I really appreciate you saying that, Doug. It's one of the things that um, we've really tried to emulate and allows us to, to take an individual um, and, you know, find a, a great person, someone who can have good customer service and turn them into a carpet cleaning professional, right? Um, and you look at any small business out there or large business that's turned, you know, a process into something that's super successful, like Chick-fil-A or, or whoever else. And we've created what we call our circle of success that we take our technicians through this training so that they know when they come into a home, each step and, and you know, the system of, of what they need to do to one, give the customer a great experience. But two, make sure that there is a consistent carpet cleaning that we offer that's a successful carpet cleaning every single time. And so we're excited to offer that to every single customer. So with the donation 
to the food bank through Zero Res. You get an extra room cleaned for free. And is that all through the month of November? It is. It is all through the month of November. And then the 20% off on air ducts being cleaned in your home, uh, that too goes on for the whole month? That is correct. All right. So we got a double header here. A lot of reasons to call my friends at Zero Res, who for so many years now have done such a great job on our home. And all you have to do is go to ZeroResSaltLake.com or ZeroResDavisWeber.com or call 288-ZERO. It's Zero Res. All right, Stephen, I think it's time for a little telephone torture. Can't you feel it in the air? Oh, yeah. Or is that just, you know... We need our air ducts cleaned. (laughs) Not quite sure what it is. Okay. Telephone torture, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm thinking Uh, of a number. It's not a good number. It is a good number. Fives are funny, Steve. Fours are not funny. Sixes are not funny. Threes are funny. But five is 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 hilarious. All right. We'll we'll see what happens. Okay. Fabulous prizes worth up to dollars. And that includes the two tickets to the Megaplex Theater. It includes the two drinks and a tub of popcorn. Let's go to our first By the phone way, line. And yes, the classic movie this week yes, is is Terms of Endearment. Oh, Terms of Endearment. How long has it been since you've seen that? On oh, a long, movie? long time. Probably forty years, thirty. Long time, long time. Okay, let's go to caller number one on the phone line. And hi, who's this? This is Donna. Oh, Donna, we appreciate you being there for us. We appreciate you just stepping up and taking that caller number one. Uh, again? Yeah, I That's know. All right, let's let's lose her eyes, right. though. You know. Okay, let's go to caller number two. I mean, all these fabulous prizes, and this person's not going to win them either. Hi, who's this? Brett. Brett, how are you? Good, thanks. No, you're not doing well. <laughs> You're a loser. Wow. You're going to take that stand Yeah, up? I guess I am. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> we're, we're, we're here to just plain speak truth on the movie show, so let's just move along here. You lose. There we go. Good day, sir. Yeah, but we're polite. We called him sir after we called him a loser. Okay, hi, who's this? Hello. Hello. Hi. How you doing? You, you sound awfully chipper today. Oh, it's Friday. Everybody's happy on Friday. Yeah. But if you had been a wiener, wouldn't you have been much not, happier? Oh, I'd have been ecstatic. Ecstatic. But <laughs> you're not a wiener. You are a... Loser. Of course you are. <laughs> we didn't get his name. Oh, well, you know, loser. Sure, that's on his business card. Loser Kowalski. I don't know. All right. Let's, now, is this going to be caller number four now? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Almost lost track there. I'm just so enamored by what's unfolding around me. Hi, who's this? This is Dan. Dan. Dan, you too are sounding yeah. awfully chipper for being a loser. Well, it's Friday. It's Friday. Now, that is one good thing. You know, it's hard to be a loser on a Tuesday, wouldn't it? That's yeah, pretty common. Yeah, that would be think. awful. <laughs> yeah, for Steve and me, we or know Monday. we know what that feels like every week. But anyway, uh, we need to loserize you here. Loser, loser. You know, we always have time for losers. Yeah, on this show, you know, Fair even enough. 
on a, on a good day, we we love losers. Oh, and every day, every day, because <laughs> we, we they are there are people. They are they are birds of a feather, as they say. Now this will be the outlier, though, because this is caller number five. This person shall not be a loser, but <laughs> shall be a wiener. And hi, who's this? Hello. Hello. <laughs> is anybody out there? Hello. They hung up. They hung up. No. They didn't want to. Well, it was probably somebody that won last week, and they were just seeing if they could outdial somebody. You know, so they they just had a pang of guilt and just went into the twilight zone. Hi, who's this? Hello. Hi, this is Kirby. Hey, Kirby, how are you? Good, how are you? Well, I'm doing well, but, I mean, you're doing really well because you, my friend, are a big Wiener. You just embrace that. Way too much. Yeah, yeah. I think you're enjoying this a little bit more than is allowed by law. But you do know, Kirby, that you have won two tickets to the Megaplex Theaters. You've won two drinks. And you've got a tub of popcorn coming when you go to the movie. How does that make you feel? Make me feel wonderful. Wonderful. I, I, I was thinking of ecstatic. Static. Exhilarated. Static. <laughs> or just plain static. I'm not quite sure which. Okay, now you've got all those goodies just waiting for you. But there is <laughs> nothing's ever completely free. There is one little chore you must do for all the losers out there here on the movie show, and I'm sure you know what that is. Got to give him a little Frank Sinatra. Yep, just like that. Ah, uh, another rousing rendition of Telephone Torture on the movie show. And don't forget, a special movie show is coming up on the night of November 10th as we celebrate the new Black Panther movie. That's going to be fun. And then uh, we're, we're going to get all the details for you in the next couple of weeks. But a double header, you know, for the movie show on Thursday night and on Friday morning. But... The Megaplex theaters are having a special, and they are a rare commodity because not every theater can and will be doing this. No, no, this, this is, is a double header. To, it's a special honor to happen. for the Megaplex theaters showing the original Black Panther and then the brand new one. We'll be telling you more about that. We'll get Jeff the Whipple on the air with us uh, next week to explain it all. Okay, on that note, let's take a brief break, and we will be right back with more of the movie show. You're listening to Utah's news station. Join us weekday mornings from 5 to 9 for updates on breaking stories. We're Tim Hughes and Amanda Dixon. Utah's morning companions for news. Evan McMullen is lying to you. This is Matt Schlapp, chairman of CPAC Action Pack. McMullen claims to be an independent, but look deeper, and he is simply an arm of the Democratic Party. Here's what McMullen is hiding from you. Fact. McMullen is endorsed by the Utah Democrat Party. Fact, McMullen fundraises using Act Blue, the same service used by Nancy Pelosi and Elizabeth Warren. Fact, McMullen still owes over $670,000 from his failed run for president, including debts to Utah small businesses. Fact, McMullen says the Republican Party is full of racist parasites and that the GOP is un-American. 
Next time you hear McMullen call himself an independent, don't fall for the lie. Hey, Evan McMullen, lying is against Utah values. Paid for by CPAC Action Pack, not affiliated with any candidate or candidate committee. www.cpacactionpack.com. Okay, I'm going to tell it to you straight here. Do not buy nuts this holiday season that have been sitting on the shelf for heaven only knows how long. You know, when I've talked to the great people at the Western Nut Company, they they make that crystal clear. They say, we just, we it's the freshest you can buy. We roast them right here. We process everything right here, just mm-hmm. down the road a piece, you know, just uh, right there, slightly to the south of uh, Pioneer Park. Just before you get on the freeway. Yeah, right there. And it's so convenient for anybody who's downtown. But then, of course, the Western Nuts are all over the place, too, at the kiosks out there. And I want to give everybody a little heads up. Uh, right now would be the perfect time for you to kind of do the head count in the neighborhood for the neighborhood gifts or do the head count for your key clients that you want to send something really nice to. And, and it doesn't have to be really expensive either. They have great little bags of all of your favorites. By the way, they don't go to waste. Oh, boy, I'll tell you, everybody. You know, this is the gift that everybody loves. And, you know, and if for some reason you have somebody who maybe isn't the biggest fan of nuts in the world, they have all kinds of chocolate goodies, mm-hmm. all kinds of fun gift-giving ideas. So, again, for your employee gifts, for your uh, client list you've got, for those neighborhood gifts, it really is the time to contact the people at the Western Nut Company. The factory store is at 434 South 300 West in Salt Lake City. And, boy, I love dropping in there in the heart of the holidays because it just – it is like the epicenter of the holidays for our family. It is so much fun to go in there. And, you know, you can buy gifts for everybody on your list. 55 years now of manufacturing the finest, the freshest nut products, and that includes the Paul's peanut brittle, pecan brittle, and everything else. You're gonna, you'll be amazed at the gift ideas you're going to find at the Western Nut Company. You can also go online, westernnut.com, and there's only one N there, westernnut.com. The Movie Show. We are really fighting the clock, and every minute counts. What is it? They're all slots? On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. We're in the final moments of the movie show, and uh, I want to make sure that everybody really understands what our friends at Zero Res are offering for the month of November. I know we've got a couple of days still left in October, but let's focus in November because I love the deal, Jake, that you offer, and you've done this for many years now, where you help the Utah Food Bank and those who need food at any time of year, but especially at this time of year, and then you clean carpets as well. So with the, f- the fourth room will be clean for free with a food donation through Zero Res to the Utah Food Bank. Yes, and it is uh, it is a definite it is definitely a busy time of the year for us. Uh, we can get you in, but I would highly highly suggest that you plan ahead. You know, give yourself some time so that we can get your cleaning done before the holidays. But absolutely, we are partnered with Utah Food Bank, and if you donate any amount of food, um, we will clean your fourth room for free. But when you think of it, if if somebody is saying to themselves, yeah, I want to make sure, you know, before we have the Thanksgiving meal at our home this year, I want to make sure that the the house has 
have the carpets cleaned. Boy, you you better act now because that's coming up really quick. And then, of course, before you put all the decorations up for the uh, the holiday season, the tree, and everything <coughs> else, you got to call the people at Zero Res. And it's not just about a call. Two eight eight Z E R O is a great way to go, but it's really easy. Even I can do it <laughs> online. Yep, you go to ZeroResSaltLake.com or ZeroResDavisWeaver.com, and we can get you taken care of. It is so quick and simple. Um, it honestly only takes, you know, I think two or three minutes. And if, if you get on there and it, you don't see anything about the fourth room cleaning for free, when that technician arrives and you make that food donation, we can add it on no problem. So just know through now through the month of November, it's going to be that food donation and we'll get you taken care of. Jake, we love having you on the show. Love the partnership that we've had for so many years, and we look forward to seeing you again soon. And uh, give our best to all the great people there at Zero Res, and I really appreciate the great work they've done for me and Dee and, and everybody else in our family now for many, many years. Yep, we appreciate you guys as well. Thanks so much, Doug. Zero Res, give them a call, 288-ZERO. Make that appointment or simply go online, zeroresaltlake.com and zeroresdavisweaver.com. Okay, Steve, we have a couple of uh, movies that we need to talk about. Which one do you want to do? Well, I can do both of them real quick. All right. Um, Pray for the Devil is pray, not the pray. Uh, P-R-E-Y. Yeah, this is like a young uh, nun is going to the exorcism school in Boston to learn. And the Catholic Church has figured out that not everybody, you know, is possessed. Some people have mental illness. And so they progressed a little bit, but there's still the hard cases. And this nun has had an experience with her mother being possessed. Now she's going to, they're allowing her to go to school, even though it's only priests that normally, you know, get to do this. Uh, But she has a gift. Um, The only problem is every time this Whatever entity wants is let me in, you know, through yeah. whatever, you know, some poor guy laying there on a bed. When they finally do, you know, get in, they don't do anything except make her contort. And, you know, this is a PG-13 movie. I thought it would be a little tamer than this. Yeah. But, you know, they really uh, they kind of ramped up the uh, exorcism, you know, vitality here. It, it's just, but it's it's not, it doesn't sustain. So to yeah. me, it's a C movie. You've seen it before, done and better, and of course, like The Exorcism, Holy Mackerel. I know. Yeah, you, I'm still haunted. I mean, think of how many oh, years ago. Yes, exactly. And, and we can all point to three, four key scenes there, and you go, oh, my goodness. Now, the other movie is called Wendell and Wild. It's an animated feature made by the people that did Coraline and A Nightmare Before Christmas. But it was written by Jordan Peele, but it has Jordan Peele and Keegan-Michael Key as the two leads. They're the, like the son of some underworld guy, you know, and they're trying to save a little town. It's very quirky, uh, but it's very Halloween-y. And so I think <laughs> if you like Jordan and and um, Keegan-Michael Key, you might be okay with this. It is very quirky, though. I've, I thought there was some moments where like, oh, this is kind of, this is a little too much. But it's called... Um, Wendell and Wild, and it's on Netflix and rated uh, PG. You know, before we hit the uh, top of the hour, we probably ought to remind people of a couple of the really good movies. Yeah. yeah I, I'm looking forward to seeing Louis or Louis Armstrong's Black and Blue because I, I so admire his talents and his and – his, you know, I've seen him in so many movies, and sometimes it's just a little quick cameo shot with the band. Right. The guy's amazing. Yeah. 
well, this is only on Apple TV Plus. I was going to start it and then watch it the rest of the I, I finished it that night. Yeah. It was that, you know, impactful. So Yeah, I've got to watch well, that. Well, Till, we need and to till. make sure we see Till. The Good Nurse is a great film. And Call Jane. All three of those are excellent films. Let's talk about Till for just a moment while we have a chance here. Because, again, this is this is a tough watch. But it's a real story. And I appreciated how real the the depiction was on TV. As I mentioned at the beginning of the program, I've got the book. I interviewed people when that book came out a while. It's been quite a while ago now. But boy, when you read about what this 14-year-old, it's I mean, lynching and these terrible things that happened, it's horrible enough with anybody at any age, but this 14-year-old, sweet, you know, just sweet full kid. of life, sweet kid who's just down visiting his cousins. He's used to the freedoms, right? as limited as they may have been, up in Chicago. No idea what Mississippi's got. No idea. And he's tried to be, his mother tries to prep him and he goes down there and just basically trying to compliment this woman and a wolf whistle and it gets him killed and horribly killed. Anyway, it's, it's, it's an amazing story. It's, and really it's, it's about the mother. It's all about the mom and what she was willing to go through and I mean, the degradation that she had to go through to go down and actually testify, the heartache, the pain, and the anguish, but she was willing to do it. So hopefully this would never happen again. So the movie is called Till, and it's in theaters right now. And that does it. We're almost exactly 12 o'clock noon. Thanks so much for being here on the movie show. And tonight, when you go home, please make sure that you hug the people you love. KSL FM Midvale. KSL Salt Lake City. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.